Tom, we need more HP toner. I'll get right on it, Maria. Now, I could go to the big box office supply company where I'm just a number, but I love dealing with Ferritech, the company that supplies our HP toner, printers, and service. They know how to treat their customers. They're an authorized HP vendor. They locally manufacture their own toner cartridges, and it's recycled. Tom! Uh-oh, what now? Ferritech, a customer-obsessed HP retailer. Visit ferritech.com. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in Atlanta, it's time for Gwinnett Chambers Monthly Radio Show, Open for Business, spotlighting the top chamber members in Gwinnett. Open for Business is brought to you by Veritech. Veritech, great people, remarkable service. And welcome to Open for Business. I'm Johnny Phelps, your host. I'm a realtor broker with Harry Norman Realtors and a two-time ambassador of the Gwinnett Chamber. I'm pleased to have... Our guest today, Quentin Moses of Health Markets, Nick Morgan of Peachtree Planning, Duke Smith with Rottweiler Systems, and Cliff Tillery of Make It Loud. We are covering a, a lot of bases today and a lot of different aspects of, of chamber membership. Quentin Moses, let's go to you first. Uh, the health insurance game certainly has been uh, an interesting circumstance in the last few years. I would say so. Uh, give us a sense of where we stand right now, because I think a lot of people still have are confused about how how the health system is working. Okay. Well, the confusing thing is most people don't need to utilize ACA because 80% of the people are getting their uh, health insurance from their company and they really don't need to do anything. But since there's so many small businesses and people don't want to form small businesses in Georgia, that's when it comes into play because it's totally different when you're trying to buy the health insurance on your own versus when you work for a large company. So the things you should think about if you're leaving a company, because mm -hmm. people think, oh, Cobra, you know, <laughs> Cobra's expensive, and what do I do, and how should I plan? But I think the thing to think about is when you're starting a business, and there are plenty of people in the chamber that can help you with business plans and Certainly. things like that, well, sometimes business doesn't work perfectly. So that paycheck that you've been getting every week for so many years is probably going to change a bit. So when you start thinking about the health insurance, you have to think about not just the health insurance, but kind of building a wall of protection around yourself should something happen to you and the income isn't coming in anymore. So it pays to use an agent to sit down and talk about these things and, and plan for, for knowing your options. What's your background with respect to uh, health insurance as an agent? Well, I've been an agent with health markets independently for 10 years. And I also spent another career in New York on Wall Street. And uh, so work with small business owners up there and uh, like to follow good trends. So technology, as Cliff can tell us, uh, is allowing small businesses to grow like they've never grown before. And a very confusing area is healthcare. And uh, with the laws changing, it just made it you know more confusing. So timing's been real good. What sort of investigation or research did you have to go through to understand the Affordable Care Act? Uh, because it, uh, we talked a moment ago how confusing it is for consumers. Right. What about uh, people who are trying to explain it? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's real interesting. Well, uh, I guess from my background, I always like to do my own research okay. and try and find out how things have actually been created. So back in, uh, oh, I guess 2012, I took a course, University of Pennsylvania, which was on the Affordable Care Act, and uh, was actually taught by Ezekiel Emanuel, who is 
head of medical ethics at the University of Pennsylvania, but he also helped to write the Affordable Care Act. And everybody thinks those subsidies on my premium went up, but the real big deal is about how it's changed the way that the doctors and clinics and hospitals actually get paid. You know, most of us, if we've ever been in the hospital, you know, we get this explanation of, you know, um, benefits Mm -hmm. and it makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) And we kind of ignore it because someone else is paying the bill. Just kind of see the numbers and and say, okay, kind of see the numbers. So we never notice there's a $400 box of tissues or something like that. Mm -hmm. So in pre before ACA, it was basically fee for service. So the doctors and clinics and hospitals just kind of pay, you know, they just charge and it wasn't transparent. So you really couldn't compare. Yeah. So a big part of ACA is changing it to something called accountable care organizations, which you're starting to hear about so that you, it's in the hospitals are incentivized to actually keep you healthy and keep and, and, and make sure you don't come back in. So that's why we're seeing so many mergers. That's how we're seeing so many, they're really paying a lot of attention to quality. Let me uh, touch on a, a few of the aspects from the nuts and bolts okay. uh, of health insurance and, and with respect to the ACA, the, the tax credit and subsidy. Okay. Uh, how, how do people t- work? How does that work for them? Okay. Let's see. We're in Georgia. Uh, so originally the way ACA was designed to work was that, let's just talk about a single person okay, under good. 65 to make it real easy. Fair enough. For the most part, if you're earning under $500 a year, then you would get Medicaid. And Medicaid is administered by the state, but 95 plus percent of it is paid for by the federal government. That's one of the great things we get by paying our taxes. Now, ACA was designed, so let's say 501, up to about maybe $35,000, and this is adjusted gross income. I'll let our financial service guys talk about that. (laughs) They would get help to pay for it. So for example, if you're 25 years old, uh, your premium is going to be a lot less than if you're 55 years old. Certainly. But if you're making $16,000 a year, you still will only be able to afford what you can afford, $50 a month or whatever it may be. So that difference between, let's say, a $200 policy and a $500 policy, the federal government is giving you a credit in terms of uh, a subsidy or tax credit. The problem was that Medicaid did not get expanded in certain states. We won't even talk about the Supreme Court who got involved (laughs) with that. But what ends up happening is, so kind of you earn between 501 and $1,000 a month, you really don't get help in states that didn't expand it to do it. And that's what, and a lot of people in the state kind of got tied up with that. But the tax credits really come into play, particularly when you start a new business. Okay. Because when you were making maybe a lot of money at that other job, the question they ask you is, what do you anticipate your adjusted gross income to be for 2016? And you go, I really don't know. So I usually tell people, if you're going to err, err on the side, on the low side. Because in reality, none of us in this room know what we're going to earn in 2016 until January 1st, 2017. And you kind of settle up the difference between what you earn and what you thought you were going to earn in terms of credits with the IRS. So if you made more money than you thought, you're going to owe a little bit more money. If you made less money, you actually get money back on your tax return. What, so, what, what <clears throat> mistakes do you see that, that people make with respect to their health insurance? Using a licensed agent. Ah, very good. Number one, and I can, can't say this enough, the, health, the insurance companies pay us to help you. 
So let's just say if I'm the largest health insurance company in America and my premiums are 40% more than my competitor, if you call me, I will never tell you to go to my competitor to save money. Okay. Right? All right. But if you're an independent agent, it doesn't matter. You want to do the right thing for the client sure. and what makes sense for them. So please use that. And even though healthcare.gov, they're wonderful, wonderful people, but none of them have a license. And health insurance is very different, trust me, from one part of Georgia to another. It's very different. It's based on zip codes. So you'll go nuts. So please use an agent, sit down with them, go over everything and have them help you. We're talking to Quentin Moses of Health Markets. Uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with Gwinnett Chamber. I know you've been a member for a number of years now. Uh, yeah, the best thing I ever did. Oh, great. The best thing I ever did. In fact, when ACA started was uh, the year before it started, I joined the chamber and uh, bought a booth at the expo. The rest it's, is history. The right? rest is history. <laughs> it, it was, it's just been a great experience. How can people contact you, Quentin? They can get me, uh, probably my, my phone is pretty good, 404-492-7942. And my email is uh, quintonmoses at healthmarkets.com. And I guess I have a Twitter feed, which is uh, qman1951, and all, all of the above. All right, very good. That's Quentin Moses of Health Markets. And uh, next, uh, Nick Morgan of Peachtree Planning. Let me jump right in with your uh, chamber experience and, and how long and and what it's been like for you. Oh, it's been a long time, December 2015. <laughs> I've been a chamber member. So you jumped in right away as well. Jumped in right away into the deep end. And and uh, how would you characterize it? I uh, characterize my membership with the chamber has been phenomenal. Uh, young business professionals, uh, I think is great for networking. I've really enjoyed uh, Gwinnett networking as well on Thursdays and, and Friday mornings. And the uh, Gwinnett chamber, what's nice is upstairs, they have the 1818 club. And so I've really enjoyed membership um, as a whole with the uh, Gwinnett Chamber. Yes. Well, that's, that's utilizing all the aspects that are available exactly. to you is, is a great opportunity there. Nick is with Peachtree Planning, a financial planner. What's the, what's, how is the financial planning game these days? Uh, financial planning game is good. Uh, you know, market can be up and down, but what's nice is we're not financial advisors in the sense that we're not going to send you directly to a wirehouse or we're not a wirehouse company. Um, with the mindset that, hey, we're just going to set up an investment and we'll go from there and hopefully you'll have a positive return. What we do is comprehensive financial planning. What I like about comprehensive financial planning is that we can take a step back and let's hear about your financial philosophy. Let's look at your values. Uh, what are you wanting to do with the money that you're generating? So what we look at is a cash flow management. So that really entails all decisions you're making. So I may not be licensed to sell, for example, property and casualty, home and auto insurance. Mm -hmm. But I can look at your declaration pages, make a couple of recommendations, maybe some suggestions. Really, it's networking. What we want to do is you're the owner of your financial plan, but we want to create a team around you. Similarities I would put with having an orchestra. You know, it's great to have an orchestra and having several different instruments playing. You know, here's your trombones over here. You've got your wind instruments, your percussions. The problem is the orchestra is only as good as the sheet music and everybody being in harmony. So that's what I see in terms of comprehensive planning is that idea that we want to put all those instruments together. They're all in the, on the same page in terms of the sheet music. So uh, what that looks like in, in regards to financial planning is we look at cash flow analysis. Uh, you look at retirement planning. We would look at uh, different types of investments, what vehicles are using for retirement. But how does that go alongside of, yeah, you're preparing for retirement, but you're also preparing for a child to have a college savings. 
Okay, well, let's put those together and see what's the best way to be most efficient in going forward and financially planning. Yes. You're listening to Open for Business, Gwinnett Chamber's monthly radio show, and we're talking with Nick Morgan of Peachtree Planning. Um, you, you, you outlined some really interesting aspects of, of how you cultivate your, your clients and, and set them up and, and point them in the right direction with respect to getting the cash flow that they I mean, everybody wants to come in. They want, they want right. everything to be, every box to be checked. So it's going to be coming positively and so forth. How do you set them up as far as that goes? So I guess the language of the lingo would be everybody is interested in wealth accumulation. Count me in. <laughs> well, that's great. But what you're really getting at is not accumulating wealth, but also being able to distribute wealth. And so that comes down to essential questions. I mean, do you want to die rich? So now we're getting into legacy planning and, and generational planning and children. Are you dying with enough to leave to others? Mm-hmm. But do you want to have enough to live comfortably? I mean, in retirement, most people like to vacation or own a beach home, X, Y, and Z. So when you put those together, um, you know, different aspects come into play. It may not just be investments. There could be the advantages of life insurance, for example. And the advantage there would be that's not taxed. So that's what we're looking at is when people want to accumulate wealth, it says, well, the better question is, what are you wanting to do with the wealth that you are accumulating? How are you going to use that cash income, that cash flow? Right. Are you wanting to retire at 30? Well, if that's the case, you better get quick (laughs) working 24 hours a day. Or you want to look at most people today, they say 65. In reality, they're probably looking for, I'll retire at 65 and I'll start a second career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe go into a senior PGA golf tour or something. Oh, that'd be a... (laughs) What a great way to do it then. With respect to Peachtree Planning and its position uh, within the Southeast, uh, I suspect you're, you're a growing enterprise. We are. So started in 1987, Bob okay. Mathis brought two more on board, Al Robinson, John Hill. They've done a phenomenal job. We've positioned ourselves lately here. New CEO is uh, Corky Dolls. Uh, detail-oriented. Uh, so the idea um, in terms of started here in Atlanta in 87 and has grown in attention to detail, um, we want to be small enough to care, but big enough to make a difference. So assets mm-hmm. under management, which is a big key term in regards to financial planning, we've got almost $3 billion in assets under management. So we're no longer just Atlanta-based, but we're regional. So Alabama and Tennessee as well. How did you get involved? How did I get involved? Wonderful question. I probably should give credit to a guy by the name of Frank Averett. He is my principal or uh, general agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a school teacher, uh, got out of college and I was in education. I had one child, two children, and now I have three beautiful daughters. And Frank and I got into a conversation. He said, I know your background in regards to accounting. My dad's an accountant at University of Georgia, uh, background in, in business there. And uh, Frank and I in conversation, he said, you really have a heart for stewardship uh-huh. and helping people with financial stewardship. And that's, you know, educational background was doing that type of thing. And Attention to detail and attention to values and helping people understand and make better financial decisions, being better stewards of what has been given to them. That's how I got involved. Helping people right at the heart of it, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, give us a, a, how can people contact you? What's your contact information, please? Sure. So best way to contact me would be, um, I guess, phone, prefer to be mobile, 478-247-3139. Peachtree Planning has a website. It's peachtreeplanning.com. Uh, you can also contact me via email. That's uh, Nicholas. Uh, that's the, I guess, parent-given name for me. Uh, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, at peachtreeplanning.com. Nick, thanks so much. 
Ferratech is an authorized HP and a Xerox dealer that also sells and services all leading brands of toner, printers, copiers, and computer hardware. Ferratech has certified service technicians that provide on-site service and delivery and a delivery team that offers free local delivery and pickup five days a week. For more information, visit ferratech.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-T-E-C-H dot com. And now we welcome Duke Smith of uh, Rottweiler Systems, Security, and Rottweiler. They seem to go together, Duke. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how Rottweiler became the name of, of the, your company. It, it actually came driven from what I would not want to run into if I was going to break into someplace. Uh, that's and a good job. I knew okay. enough about the character of a Rottweiler that they're very defensive of their owner. And so uh, that's what uh, started uh, Rottweiler. And I had no idea the traction a person can get on the web with a name like that. So how, what, it, what tipped the, the balance for you when you found that out? Um, all of a sudden, I started to seeing hundreds of people uh, on our website looking at what we do and how we do it. And it was just a matter of time to try to analyze what are you here for and why. And so we are always addressing uh, those couple of uh, questions uh, when it comes to customers. Security can mean so much to so many people. What are the services that you can provide? Uh, the big thing that we provide is the intelligence behind the system. So we're not just parts installers okay. um, like a lot of companies are. They advertise one thing, but after that installer is left, you get nothing more than a monthly bill. And in our world, um, what we're driven by is to make sure that you have the intelligence. Are you actually seeing what is was transpiring in your system? So it, it looks a lot sometimes like it's just arming and disarming. But when you leave your house and you drive a certain distance, we can notify you that um, your system is disarmed. Um, we can do it in multiple people if two people are in this home and and um, But the bigger thing and what really drove me in that market 10 years ago is I could notify as many people as I wanted to by a text message. Wow. So 10 years ago, that was not a common thing. Certainly. Um, and we're still five years ahead of just about everybody out there because they don't understand what um, the value of the intelligence of what's happening in your property. The technology has just blossomed it's, it would seem the technology aspect of security systems has just blossomed it would seem correct it now is another technology platform so uh several years ago it was a box on a wall with a keypad that nobody really understood <laughs> what it was telling you yeah, and bedroom here was this line and bathroom was that line and living room was that line and that oh was, yeah uh, and so so we took a whole different approach to it um with what were the th common threats and to do that, we went to the insurance agents and said, okay, tell us what, where your losses are. Because if you tell us where your losses are, we can build a platform and offer that to our client so that they don't experience that kind of a loss. Okay. See, and so it brought value. And does it cost the same as everyone else offers? Yes, it does. Okay. So it's, it's a much, much better value for the dollar. It, we're talking about security for the home, but uh, security for business can be uh, an aspect as well. I know you're, uh, uh, you're involved in, in business phone security kind of we're, thing. We're, we're all over the board on this. Yeah. It's, um, um, I have a background of 
uh, coming into the phone industry where, where I started with cord boards. Okay. So that <laughs> transition from cord boards to now where we put in voice over IP systems and link them together and record all the calls or some of the calls or just one call and email that and draw out that information um, that's happening within your business, right? Because that's what it's about. You're going you're gonna to get this to pay for itself by information that you're going to draw from it. So on surveillance alone, we now can tell you where people congregate. And so since we know where they congregate, we have to find out a little bit why are they congregating there. Mm -hmm. And then you can address why or what product you want to sell there or where you want to take them. So many businesses obviously are looking at cloud-based solutions. Do you find that they wonder why keep servicing phone systems? Uh, absolutely. And you would think that there's this mass exodus from the closet <laughs> to the cloud. Um, what we discovered was, and we, we had to try to figure out, because about intelligence, right? Why, why are some of them coming back out of the cloud? Mm -hmm. And so then we started looking at the demographics, and about 30% of all companies that go to the cloud come screaming away from the cloud. So what we did was we analyzed what was good in the cloud and brought that to the closet. Okay. So we, we offloaded the, the responsibility of the unexpected costs of hardware and just provided that hardware in the closet on their behalf, and the fees are the same. We're talking with Duke Smith of Rottweiler Systems. Uh, security is, is top, of, uh, top of mind here, and we, we touched on this a moment ago about systems changing and so forth. What are some of the things that are available to people that they don't know about that they should know about? Great, great question. Um, there's a lot of things. Um, for example, one of the common themes that often happens uh, usually when we have an active shooter or event or something like that is um, how can we protect our, our, um, our employees? Mm -hmm. And um, um, so the question is, is, okay, what technology is there that we can embrace? And one of those areas is within card access. So card access now has an app and it works, right? So all I have to do is with a push of a button on an iPhone or, or a droid, it locks all the building down. But I can quickly, with my phone, determine who came through what door and who the cardholder was. And then you have the app for the surveillance system, and it's all welded together, and it just gets really fun. But uh, <laughs> Fun's maybe not the adjective I might have thought about, but uh, I can see why it would be. But it's, but it's all about understanding that within the demographics of your business, there is information that you can um, mine off of that actually is profitable information. Hmm. And you can take that um, same business that you have that used to spend money on those items, and now you're recovering that and actually improvement to the bottom line. Uh, how do security systems and public safety uh, outlets, uh, police, sheriff, that kind of thing, how do they coordinate? Because it seems, you know, you can look on the news these days and there's some sort of video surveillance that is going to help in identifying someone. So how do, how do security systems and public safety people work together? All right. So here's a great um, example. One of the things when a crime event happens, oftentimes the officers will look for cameras that are positioned someplace mm -hmm. and see if they can get some data off of that camera system. Now, the problem that you have often is, is that people buy cheap hardware thinking they can get lots of mileage off of it. And so you often see on uh, TV displayed, 
have you seen this person? And everybody looks at it and says, I couldn't tell them from a quite blurry. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's bad imagery, mm -hmm. but it doesn't take that much more to get really good imagery, but you gotta know um, what you're doing. And the problem is, you know, companies are out there. They're there to sell a box system. Yeah, they're not tip. a solution provider. Good tip. Duke, how can people connect with you? Uh, they can get us uh, either through the web at mysecuritydog.com. Uh, our office number is 770-529-5678. And uh, my email address is dukes at mysecuritydog.com. My security dog is a Rottweiler, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, very good. Duke, <laughs> thanks very much. And now let's hear from Cliff Tillery of Make It Loud. Um, a lot of us know what, know what Make It Loud is, but those uh, some people might wonder, what kind of a name is that? What is Make It Loud, Cliff? Well, first, Make It Loud, we're still trying to figure out if we're in the closet or out of the closet <laughs> or in the cloud. I think we're more in the cloud than out of the closet. I don't know. Uh, Make It Loud is a digital marketing firm that specializes in helping small to mid-sized businesses uh, establish a professional online presence. That's through great looking websites. Uh, once you have a great looking website, which is your digital front door, that's when you want to look at how to market that. And believe it or not, people still have this mindset of marketing their website is different from marketing their business. And we're working on helping people realize that. So a, a good website is the basis of, of, of their marketing, correct? It, it is your digital front door. You're trying to get more eyeballs through that front door. So we help people through uh, getting more visibility through search engine optimization, pay-per-click, social media marketing, even email marketing we can help them with. Somebody walks in the door and uh, they're an entrepreneur and they have a business and they think, well, one of the first things I knew is get a website. What do you, what do you talk about? What, what, where do you go from there? Well, and I appreciate you talking about walking through our front door because we started this company 12 years ago in uh, John Lindbergh's basement. So uh, <laughs> for past three or four years now, we've been in a retail spot. So we do have people come through the door with ideas or some sort of concept and we sit them down and we have a dry erase board that we literally walk them through a digital marketing plan. So that's a, a subset of their full marketing plan, uh, but we draw what makes sense for them, what doesn't make sense for them. We walk them through the numbers about, uh, you know, what they need to be doing for their business. Do, do you find that they have ideas about what they think it ought to be and that sort of thing? And do you have to sort of cast them in a different direction? I do. Um, a, I, there was a couple of months back where we had probably 10 walk-ins that all of them wanted to talk about search engine optimization, which is getting their website to the top of the Google rankings. And to a person, uh, I sat them down, looked at their, their website, and not a single one of them had a website that I would accept as, a, as an SEO client. And I had to tell them, every one of them, your baby's ugly. <laughs> and I had to do it as the most diplomatic way possible. And one of them got so mad. He goes, you mean nobody in this, in this town is going to take my money for SEO? I said, no, lots of people will take your money. You won't get good results. And that's the issue. So we loved helping people save money and, and avoid those big mistakes that a lot of new businesses make. Do you help them track the results? We do. Uh, well, in the sense of our clients, of course, yes. with, with uh -huh. people that aren't, aren't our clients, we'll teach them ways that they can track their own. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and I'd say one, that's one of the big mistakes that new newbies make in their business is they, uh, and I've, I've had this happen just this week, uh, a beautiful looking website and it was on a, on a good platform, uh, well-coded. They, the guy didn't have uh, any analytics on it. So I asked him, I said, well, you drove here. And how many times do you think you looked at your dash dashboard on the car? He goes, oh, I don't know, countless. I went, exactly. You have no dashboard on your website. You have no idea how much traffic you're getting or where it's coming from or what they're doing when they get on your site. Cliff, how did you get 
come to know uh, SEO to the degree that you do? Because I, I, I hear you talk about it an awful lot, and it just doesn't, that's not something just comes to mind overnight. No, it was a head trauma. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really, it, it came to me because when I first started with with John and, and Make It Loud in 09, uh, I was doing sales and design, believe it or not. Uh, we all sold and we designed what we sold. And I had a lot of people come to me and go, well, I want to talk about SEO. I want to talk about getting to the top of the search engines. And I went to John and I said, well, we need to start doing that. He went, great. How do we do that? I went, I have no idea. <laughs> so we literally got in his Volkswagen, drove to Barnes & Noble, bought five books. I read them all. I'm pretty sure John read the content, but content, table of content. <laughs> anyway, we got started and I said, okay, now I'm ready to do this. And he said, great, go get somebody to do this. And I did. And he became our first SEO client. And it was from the chamber, uh, another member of the chamber, uh, Paul Daniel. Okay. Uh, yeah. with, with Liquid Promotion. Uh-huh. He, um, he's been our, our client for, you know, up until just recently. So we're talking to Cliff Tillery of Make It Loud. And um, it, during our conversation right now, something has come up that I hear an awful lot. We've mentioned you've mentioned Google and you've also mentioned search engines. I, I'm I certainly would imagine that the great overwhelming majority of people who go an online search use Google. Yes. Uh, there was a time when Yahoo was the big game in town. I'm sorry, who? What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I did see yard, uh, Yahoo at a yard sale. They were, they, you know, you could buy it for very, very cheap if you're interested. Um, Yahoo has just gone through a, a bunch of iterations, and they actually outsourced a lot of their search to Bing. So okay. the two big players in town are Google, which is about roughly, depending on who you listen to, 70-ish percent of searches in, in the U.S., and Bing is roughly about 20 percent, and Yahoo is kind of waiting to see what happens. Then there's Ask and Dogpile and those <laughs> right. that came along. Right, that right. T- felt that they could climb to the top as well. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, it didn't turn out so Not well. so much. They're still around. Where is Make It Loud headed? Um, great question. Uh, you know, we're always looking at new business opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I almost hesitate to say the main core of our, our business is not going to change, which mm-hmm. is still working with the small to mid-sized business owner who is trying to figure out how to put all the pieces together. And we will always be more service-related, service-focused to help them figure out where the gaps are in their marketing, in their marketing, digital or otherwise for that matter. And we'll help them figure out a way to make those things happen in the most cost-effective, efficient way possible. Let me ask you about your, uh, your seminars and boot camp and that mm. sort of thing, because that's something that's played out uh, pretty successful here in recent months. Right? It has. And we, we love doing them. Uh, we do a boot camp at our place once a month. We were doing two a month, but now we're the speaker series for the chamber and we're having a blast with it. Uh, and again, we love to teach people ways to not to step in potholes. So uh, that's been real fun. I, I don't need to ask. Uh, I personally know the answer to this, but I, a lot of our listeners may uh, wonder uh, with respect. I've asked the other people about their chamber involvement. I know Make It Loud chamber involvement is pretty strong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've been members for 150 years. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I mean, a I long say, time. Yeah. Eight years or so out, out of our 12. Uh, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. I will tell you that with yeah. awards, let's point out well, that. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, we've, we've won Pinnacle Awards, uh, several, which is wonderful. That's nice validation. But I will say that in the bad times, uh, networking and primarily networking through the Gwinnett Chamber has been the primary source of our, our, our revenue and a stain alive. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful yeah. relationships, absolutely. On top of that, that's really the, the best thing I could point to. Relationships triggered so yeah, many other things. with guys like you, Johnny Phillips. <laughs> well, thank you for that. That's Cliff Tillery of Make It Out. I want to go back around one more time with our guests so that uh, we can 
revisit your, your contact information. Quentin Moses of Health Markets, take it away. Okay, Quentin Moses, 404-492-7942. And email is Quentin Moses, Q-U-E-N-T-I-N-M-O-S-E-S at healthmarkets.com. Very good. Nick Morgan of Peace Tree Planning. 478-247-3139. And that's nicholas.morgan at peachtreeplanning.com. Duke Smith, Rottweiler Systems. 770-529-5678 and email is d-u-k-e-s at mysecuritydog.com. And Cliff Tillery, Make It Loud. Uh, our website's makeitloud.net and you can reach me at 770-295-9466 and uh, Cliff at makeitloud.net. Gentlemen, thank you all very much for, for being here on Open for Business today. Wonderfully informative uh, program and uh, I think we can all uh, understand better insurance, financial planning, security systems, and SEO from, from this visit today. Thank you all. And we thank you for joining us on Open for Business, the Gwinnett Chambers monthly radio show on Business Radio X. Open for Business is brought to you by Faratech. Faratech, great people, remarkable service. And don't forget, we broadcast live on the fourth Friday of every month at 1130 a.m., but you can listen to us in any shows anytime by visiting GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. All of our shows are also available on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Johnny Phelps of Harry Norman Realtors. Thanks for being there. We need more HP toner. I'll get right on it, Maria. Now, I could go to the big box office supply company where I'm just a number, but I love dealing with Ferritech, the company that supplies our HP toner, printers, and service. They know how to treat their customers. They're an authorized HP vendor. They locally manufacture their own toner cartridges, and it's recycled. Tom! Uh-oh, what now? Ferritech, a customer-obsessed HP retailer. Visit ferritech.com.